You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Bright and early, godly hour. <laughs> hey. I believe that God is at work in our lives. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, he is at work. He's at work. Do you believe that? Is God working in your life? Can you see it? Can you sense it? (laughs) Are there signs, evidences? Yeah. It's important for us as believers to be very strong because um, there are many things we're going to do for God and it requires strength. (laughs) Okay? It requires strength. There are battles we will need to face (laughs) and it requires strength. There are victories we will need to to um, to walk in, but it requires strength. Yes, there are things the enemy is working, but listen, he is no match. <laughs> huh? When it comes to God, I'm telling you, God is something else. The only thing is that God has purpose that we also labor with him. He has purpose that we are involved in the expansion of his kingdom. He doesn't want to do it alone. He can do it alone. (laughs) Believe you. (laughs) Believe me, he can do it alone. He actually, on his own, can sort out everything. Without anybody's involvement. But he has chosen you and I to be part of the program. Yes? He's chosen us to be part of the program. Why? Because he wants us to also enjoy the glory that comes. He wants us to enjoy the glory that comes. Yeah. So... Although, yes, he says in Isaiah, my glory I give to no one. But you will realize, if you study your Bible very well, that he says, we are going to be glorified with him. (laughs) Yeah. So we have to go through certain things. We have to deal with certain things. We have to deal with certain forces. (laughs) Yeah. We have to. Many times, and I think it's because of It's because of what um, a lot of us pastors have been teaching. It has made people so weak in the faith. So weak in the face of adversity. So weak that they just get shocked that things get tough. (laughs) Huh? It shouldn't be like that. When When things get tough, what do you do? You rise up. You, you stir up the, the warrior in you. 
Let the warrior in you be stirred up. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. If it was Mary Kay Baxter. There are some books sometimes. Uh, I know some people don't like reading certain books. But uh, Mary Kay Baxter had a revelation. She wrote a book, The Divine Revelation of Hell. How many people have seen that book? You've seen it? Okay. How many people have read it? You read it? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scary stuff, eh? Yeah. But you see, when God gives those revelations for a reason. So that we are informed. So that we are aware. So we are not oblivious of what is going on around us. Hmm? And uh, one of the things that she says is that, I think she's the one. I'm, I, you know, I've read so many, I've, I'm not even sure which is, who is saying what. But I think she's the one that said that uh, in terms of ratio, right? It's like one to a thousand. In other words, there are 1,000 demons assigned to you. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? The Bible says one shall put to flight. You see, there are a thousand of them assigned to you, but you have what it takes to put them to flight. So it's not for you to be scared. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But you need to know that you have what it takes. In other words, even in your state of weakness, you have what it takes to deal with a thousand. (coughs) Amazing. But you see, sometimes, maybe because of what we've listened to or what we have not listened to, We think that because there are two demons coming against us, we're in trouble. (laughs) There's more in you than you imagine. Yeah. In In other words, you can do more than you think. In fact... You can do more than you have experienced. Maybe you've not, ex- you've not seen certain kind of victories. But let me tell you. We're going to see great and mighty things. So one puts to flight a thousand. And then two. Ten thousand. Can you imagine that? That is power. That is power. Yes. One can put to flight a thousand. On your own. Then when you combine with a friend. A brother or a sister. Whatever. And ten thousand. Boom. Imagine the ratio. My goodness. Whoo. 
That's the impact we have when we come together. That's the impact we have when we fight together. When we fight together. God has given us that power. Amen? So, why is he giving us so much power? Because he wants us to enjoy the victory. Hallelujah. Victory is sweet. Sweet. So, what are we talking about? I want us to know that so far as God is concerned, there is no reason why you should be defeated. Do you understand? There is no reason why you should be defeated. Look at the scripture. Joshua 23 verse 10. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised you. Can you see? One man of you shall chase a thousand. But then, make no mistake, it's God that is fighting. (laughs) The way God fights is different, eh? He has too many strategies. So, sometimes when he wants to fight, he will enter into you and then fight. And you think you are the one fighting, but he's the one. (laughs) Amazing. It's just like sometimes how he defeats the enemy. He gets into the midst of the enemy and the enemy starts fighting each other. They start killing themselves. It's God fighting. Like in the days of Jehoshaphat. (laughs) They gathered together against Israel. The king brought the the worship team. They were singing, worshiping God in front of the army. And those guys fought each other and they killed each other without Israel lifting up a finger. That's how God fought for them. So God has many strategies. There are some that are still preserved (laughs) for the last days. (laughs) Hallelujah. There are some that are still in the archives. Hmm. When he starts bringing them out, the enemy will say, oh my God, what is this one? So victory is certain. Do you understand? Yes. In Daniel chapter 11 verse 32, the B part says, They that know their God shall be what? Strong. They shall be strong and carry out how many kind of exploits? Great exploits. They that know their God shall be 
strong. We've been talking about God, the names of God. Why? Because you need to know Him. Knowing Him brings strength. Makes you strong when you know God. When you know who your God is. One of the things that David used to confront Goliath was, was his knowledge of God. He says, you come to me. huh?" He says, oh, who are you to defy the armies of the living God? I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The Lord of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So the revelation, the knowledge of God that he had. Is what gave him victory. That's what gave him the strength. How can a young man, how can a lad go and fight a giant when a whole army could not? Where does that kind of strength come from? Knowing God. You see? Knowing God. That's why you need to press in to know God. You need to press in. To know God more and more and more. Not knowing about Him, but knowing Him. Having experiences with God. We need those experiences. We need to go beyond the norm. We need to go beyond just mental ascent. We need to go beyond information. Hallelujah. Now begin to encounter God. Every one of us must have encounters with God. It's necessary. We all need encounters with God. Yeah. It's not for the elite. Every one of us needs to know God by experience. Why? Because there are exploits that are waiting for you. Hallelujah. Amazing. Do you know that our cities have been invaded by the enemy? The nation has been invaded by the enemy. I'm telling you. Our communities have been invaded by the enemy. But we are going to rise up. We are going to release the armies of heaven over the land. One guy was praying and then he, 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 his spiritual eyes opened and he saw the whole sky. The whole sky was covered with demonic powers. Couldn't even see through. <laughs> Can you imagine? They want to take over. But listen to me. We're going to take over. All of them, we can bring them down. We can push them. We can neutralize them. We can paralyze them. Hallelujah. By the power of the living God. I'm telling you. It's incredible power that God has invested into us. And not only that, He's preparing us for it. He's preparing us for it. Yeah. So when you just walk into a place like this, things begin to happen. We're getting there. You believe that? Yeah. You will see it. Let's look at the scripture in um, 
Luke chapter 11. One of the things you need to understand is that there is an offensive side of God. Okay? The kingdom of God is offensive. It's offensive. It's always... Jesus said in Matthew, he said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers what? Violence. In fact, let's read that scripture first. Hmm? From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Hmm? Come on. You know where that scripture is? Matthew 11. Okay, look at that. Verse 12. Yes. It says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by what? By being nice. Huh? By negotiation. Hmm? They take it by begging. By force. By force. There's a kind of force you need to have as a Christian. There's a kind of force we must have, I'm telling you, if we're going to advance. There's a kind of force that must be part of your nature. Don't come and tell me my personality, I'm very, you know, I'm... Hey, it's not about you. <laughs> it's about the one inside you. Okay? Yeah. Let's read it in the NIV. I like the way the NIV puts it. Because it says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. Come on. Forcefully advancing. Yeah. Are you forceful? Huh? Or are you a pacifist? Hmm? Where is the force in you? Where is it? Go find it. Wherever you buried it, bring it out. <laughs> it's there inside. It's just that, you know, you, you have allowed it to go dormant. Now time to wake it up. Hallelujah. Yes. That's been forcefully advancing. And forceful men lay hold of it. Can you see? People that are going to possess the kingdom are people that are forceful. People that are going to advance the kingdom are people that are forceful. There is a kind of force that we need to develop, I'm telling you. The kingdom of God is not defensive. It is not. It's offensive. It's offensive. The, the, the challenge we have is that the body of Christ, right? The church 
The church itself, by nature, is a house of refuge. Okay? So, by, by nature, the church is kind of defensive. <laughs> because it's like a home. By, by nature, the church is home. The home don't, don't fight. You see? So, but then we need to understand that there is also the military aspect. And that's where the kingdom comes. That's where the, 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 the soldier in you comes. So, being just the, being the church, the bride, oh, we are just thinking homemaker, right? <laughs> Putting all the deco. Everywhere is nice, beautiful, and that's fine. There's a place for that. I like it when I go into a place and it looks beautiful. In fact, God made heaven so beautiful. Yeah? And I, 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 I believe it's that nature of His that makes you to beautify where you are. Okay? It's from God. But He has another side. There's another side to God, which also is in us, but we must develop. And that side is this one, the forceful side. The forceful side. That's the only way we can advance the kingdom. That's how we can advance the kingdom. So we want the kingdom to advance. We want to see the kingdom established. In this land, we have to get more forceful. We have to become more aggressive. That's what it means. Huh? You want your tribe to grow. You have to be more aggressive. Yeah. If you don't, it won't. Yeah. Want to see more people saved. We have to be more aggressive. That is just it. have to be more aggressive. That's the way the kingdom advances. So, and that's why this morning I'm speaking to you about the aggressive nature of God in you. There's an aggressive nature of God in you and you must not allow it to go dormant. Let's tear it up. Wake up the mighty man. That's what the Bible says. In the book of Job, wake up the mighty man. They, they are mighty, but they are sleeping. They are sleeping. Wake them up. Wake them up. So we have to wake up. It takes force to advance the kingdom. Hmm? Let's read it. How does the Amplified put this verse? Let's, let's, let's see how the Amplified puts it. He says, and from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. Hello? Violent assault. Phew. And violent men seize it by force. Hallelujah. Where, where are my violent men here? Come on. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 
You have to put your hand up, Irene. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Violent men seize it by force as a precious price. Isn't it a precious price? Yes. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So where is our intensity? Where is it? Go look for it. <laughs> it's there. You have it. You have it. It's just that you think you are just too calm. There is a time to be calm. But now is a time for aggression. Hallelujah. The enemy doesn't like it when you're aggressive. He doesn't like it when you're aggressive in your prayer. You know, have you noticed that there are some prayers that you, you just hear? <laughs> you know that ah, this one is just making some sentences. Yeah, I'm serious. But then there are some prayers you hear. You just, it, it carries power. You just know that this one is moving something. Now, I'm not just talking about shouting, screaming, yelling, losing your voice and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. But there is a kind of intensity that is lacking in some people's lives. And we can see it. We can see it. And the enemy knows. That's why he'll do all he can to attack your prayer life. I have observed over time before people fall into temptation or before they enter into temptation, their prayer life has been attacked. Yeah. So he will attack that, bring you, come on, all this, take it easy. It's not that serious. Relax. You know? Now, they stand to relax. Don't make no mistake about that. But the point is, when you relax at the time of war, how many people know that that's not smart? It's not smart. When he's strategizing for your soul, and he now begins to say, take it easy, relax. And at that time, he's, he's getting to relax, but he is strategizing for your soul. Oh, He's bringing a major temptation. That's how he has gotten many. Amen? So that's why we need to prepare. Wake up the mighty men. I like that scripture. Look at Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Joel 3, 9. Wake up the mighty men. It's time to wake up. Wake up from your slumber. Wake up from your sleep. Amen? Wake up and pray. Wake up and fight. Bring out the fight in you. Begin to fight for your family. Begin to fight for your soul. Begin to fight for your destiny. Let's begin to fight for this nation. Let's begin to fight for the destiny of this land. Yeah. So we need to bring that fight. Oh, well, you know, Pastor, I, I, 
I'm not a South African. Hello. You don't have to be to fight this battle. We're talking about the kingdom of God here. The thing about the kingdom of God is that it transcends every nation. As a child of God, let me give you this advice. Remove your national identity from your mind. Don't let it restrict you. Amen? Let the boundaries be removed. It's just, those are just documents that we use in the physical. But in the spiritual, you don't need those documents. Yeah. You need your faith. You need your relationship with God. You need the word of God. You need your zeal. Then begin to contend. Hallelujah. Wake up the mighty man. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Hallelujah. Where are the men of war here? Come on. Yes. Yeah. We war. We make war. Hmm? Make war. In fact, if you read that in the King James, <laughs> it says, it says, prepare war. Yeah, it says prepare for war. The King James says prepare war. Hmm? How many people prepare breakfast? You prepare food. Yes. Hmm? Look at Prepare war. Can you see? So even if there's no war, let's prepare it. Prepare the war. Then you go to the enemy's camp and you throw the war. Boom. <laughs> Let's prepare war. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? You know, one of warfare strategies is, uh, what do they call it? Preemptive strike. When, when the enemy strikes before you even know. How many people know he has an advantage? That gives him an advantage. So when we prepare war, we're cooking some war here. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're cooking. All these messages are cooking something. They're cooking something in you. There's war we're cooking. One day we'll just wake up and go and strike here. Strike there. Strike there. Strike there. Yeah. Hmm? Say, ah, where is this coming from? Ah, it's too late. So you strike him, then you strike his radar system. He can't communicate. Then we strike. We just strike everything. Before he knows it, we're dominating. You can't do that if, you, if, if, if there's no fight in you. No. You can't do that just, you know, being nice. <laughs> and negotiating everything. And everything is not diplomacy, I'm telling you. Oh, everything is diplomacy. Okay, let's look at Luke chapter 11. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus gave, gave us a powerful principle here. Verse 20 of Luke chapter 11, it says, But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. 
if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom of God has come to you. So you can see that the kingdom has to do with casting out some spirits. The kingdom, one of the ways the kingdom advances is that it dispels demons. It chases out spirits. It deals with forces of darkness. So Jesus is here. He's, he's just, he is he's there and then he's dealing with demons and these guys say, oh, it's casting by Beelzebub. He say, you guys, <laughs> if I am casting out demons by the finger of God, by the Spirit of God, it's the Spirit of God that enables him to do that. He says, the kingdom of God has come upon you. He says, when a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. His goods are in peace. There are many nations that are guarded by the enemy. He has secured those nations. Do you understand? Like if you go to some nations in the Middle East, you can't even carry a Bible. You can't, you can't talk to someone about Jesus. Why? The enemy has taken them. He's guarding that nation. Hmm? Yeah. He's guarding that nation is his palace. <laughs> and what are his goods? Souls. His goods are souls. The souls of men. He has kept he has them peacefully in prison. <laughs> huh? Then what the Bible says. Look at what Jesus says next. He says, But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. So, the principle is this. The strong man in every, every community, in every city, in every nation, in every family, there's a strong man that is guarding. And he's saying, nope, this is mine. This is mine. I've been here for centuries. I've been here for centuries. Hmm? It's like some time ago the Lord led uh, led me and my siblings to have some prayers we started praying for our family and while we were praying my brother heard he had an encounter in which a spirit introduced himself and says I was brought here by your father and the, uh, the, the way he introduced himself the identity he used we could see the trace of that in our family the things that were happening, that was the identity of that spirit. Amen? He says, no, I've been here since. I was brought by your father. Father is dead and gone. But I, this, there was, I was brought here. So we have to, what? Deal with him and chase him out. 
So, but if you don't, if you don't get that aggression and begin to contend, there are certain things that will not be uncovered. There are certain things that will not be revealed. I'm telling you. The strong man will not be unveiled. But as we begin to contend, as you begin to bring that aggression, and it's, it's, it's not senseless aggression. I'm talking about aggression that is guided by the word of God. Hallelujah. As you begin to contend, Hmm? somebody said to me oh pastor when is all this going to stop I said hello what do you do you want a ceasefire you want to sign a ceasefire with the enemy I said oh Satan okay let's strike a deal let's have a ceasefire no, you don't strike me I won't strike you huh? Ha! in this battle it's not like that there is no ceasefire. We fight and we finish. Jesus has given me victory. But I have the responsibility to enforce that victory. Do you understand me? Yeah. Jesus has given victory on the cross. Having spoiled all principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them. He made an open show of them, triumphing over them in it. But it is up to you to enforce that. Jesus won't come down to enforce it. What do you think? Oh my word. But many Christians expect that. I was in a place recently, and talking and talking. And I, and I began to say some things. And, and these Christians, God bless their hearts. And it's like, oh, well, you know, God has already done it. So let's just, you know, let's just leave everything. Let's just, let's just worship God and all. I said, yes, we worship God. But hey, when it's time to enforce, it's time to enforce. Don't confuse the two. Don't confuse the two. It's like saying you, 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 you see a demon manifesting. Then you say, oh, well, God is in control. You take charge of the situation. Yeah, that's why you are there. When you are there, God doesn't need to come down. Because you are there. You are his representative. You are his ambassador. For God's sake. Because they've read some funny books from America that have confused them. Huh? Oh, I don't know about you. I'd rather read Jesus. So when when they when is stronger than he, listen, the enemy has has got his his um, his strong men and saying, no, you can't have this. And you can't go there and negotiate with that strong man. It has to be a superior power. Do you understand me? It requires a superior power. You have to desire to see the kingdom of God in that place. You must be hungry to see the kingdom of God expand. And because of that, you do whatever it takes. 
Whatever it will take. Let's do it. Let's go for it. He said, God, your kingdom will be established here. So far as I'm here. Hmm? I've shared the story of, of uh, uh, Benson and Ahosa years ago. Well, the World Council of Witches wanted to come and have a convention in Nigeria. In Benin City, for that matter, which is his home city. And the guy goes on air. He goes on air and says, this convention is not going to hold. Who, who tells you that you, it cannot hold? This is a whole international body of witches. Huh? And he says, no, it's not going to happen. And they put it, the, the, the journalists, of course, you know journalists like those kind of stories, right? Anything that will cause, cause sensation is good for, for, the, for the ratings. So, you know, they bring him and then the guy that is going to host this convention, they are together. National TV. Nationwide, everyone is watching. And the journalist asks the guy, is, it going, is, it, is, is this convention going to happen? He says, of course, it's going to happen. It's, 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 it, everything has been sorted out. In fact, even if God comes down from heaven, he can't stop this. Huh? You know what the man of God said? He said, God doesn't need to come down from heaven. I am here. Huh? He says, I am here. It is not happening. I say it is not happening. God, I'm here. So you don't need to bother yourself. I'm in charge here. I have taken charge of this situation and I declare that it will not happen. Huh? <laughs> and they say, but how are you going to stop it? He says, I, by my word, it has, I, I declare it's not going to happen. And they ask the other guy, is it going to happen? Of course, it's going to happen. The man of God said, okay, the Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. Hmm? So every witch needs to be killed. Tell us, are you a witch? <laughs> the man said, no. <laughs> huh? he, right there publicly, he denied his witchcraft. He denied it. <laughs> but unknown to them, while this debate was going on, the head of state was watching. The next day, he passed a circular to all the Nigerian embassies worldwide. He said, anybody that is coming for this convention, don't give them a visa. Yes. <laughs> That's how it was moved. It didn't happen. Yeah. But somebody had the aggression. Somebody had the fight inside him. And was not scared to stand. Many of us are too weak. Before the battle begins, you have already sent your, your conditions of peace. <laughs> yes. Huh? Before it even begins, oh, well, you know, let's negotiate, you know. The Bible says we should be wise, you know, and all of that. Hello. 
will your family advance? How will the kingdom advance? How will you advance with that kind of attitude? But we're so used to it. You know, I don't like conflict. Okay. You think I'm the one that likes conflict. By nature, I don't like conflict. But hey, for this matter, ah, let's go anywhere to fight. Yes. I'm ready for it. Amen. Huh? Amen. Yeah. So the mighty man has to wake up. Hallelujah. So the enemy guards the souls of men. He has captured the destinies of people. He has captured the destinies of families. I'm telling you. He has captured the destinies of cities. He has captured the destinies of nations. And everything is secure. He's in peace. But one day, when you and I wake up, it says one shall put to flight a thousand, and two, ten thousand. Imagine how many we can do. Just us here. There is power. We have it. We have what it takes to take over the land. I don't care how much the enemy fights us. One thing I know is that victory is guaranteed. Yes, it's guaranteed. It's a fixed match. <laughs> the results have already been determined. So, if you know the result, hmm? imagine chiefs fighting pi- pirates, and we know the outcome already. Are you going to? <laughs> we know that chiefs is going to flog them, and you know. But are you going to stress? You guys are. All right, this is a holy moment. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I want you to get the fight in you back. Bring it out. You need it. If you are going to progress, if we are going to progress, we will have to fight. We will have to fight. Amen? I'd rather have people fighting than people just, you know, loafing around, doing nothing. Hmm? Yeah. I'd rather have wildfire than no fire. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So if we have everything so neatly arranged and, you know, this. Nothing, no one being disturbed. Everywhere is so calm, like a graveyard. Huh? Versus, if you have everywhere, it's like, it's chaotic. And, oh, there is fight, there is noise. Which one would you prefer? Would you rather sleep in the cemetery? Or... Huh? In the midst of all the, the noisy Joburg. 
Which one do you prefer? How many people like the symmetry? You just, you know, just. Yeah. You are not made to be among the dead. Yeah. Bible says, wake up from among the dead. Many people, many Christians are among the dead. I'm telling you. Just sleeping. Sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. You sleep for 12 hours. How can you sleep for 12 hours? For God's sake, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? You can't sleep for 12 hours. It's not okay. It's not healthy for you. To make you poor. Wake up. Fight some battles. Deal with some demons. Enforce some victories. Amen? Enforce, speak some destiny into your life. Speak some destiny into your future. Wake up. Declare the word of God. Declare the counsel of the Lord. Responsibility. Tell the Lord, Lord, because I'm here, this is going to happen. Let's believe that. Yeah. So people should be blessed because you're around. They should be blessed. Because you're around, some demons just begin to behave themselves. That's how it should be. They're messing up before you arrive. The moment you arrive, they're cool. It's like, okay, let's behave now before, before she deals with us. <laughs> huh? Amen. That's how it should be. Yes. But you have to develop this thing. How many people are, are going to develop that? Amen. Yes, it begins now. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's, let's, let's stand up. Let's pray. Come on, talk to the Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we bless you. I'm telling you, there is a kind of spirit that the enemy does not respect. He wants to see that fight in you. He wants to see that you really mean business. He's, he wants to see that you are ready to do all it takes to give whatever it will require. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray. I pray, oh God. That every lukewarm spirit I come against every lukewarm spirit. I come against every passive spirit. Every passivity in the spirit. Every spirit that brings passivity in the spirit. I come against that right now. In the name of Jesus. I break that power. I break that tendency. Lord my God, I ask for your fire to be released in this place. Lord my God, I pray, O oh Father, that there will be a stirring in the hearts of your people. Let there be a stirring, O oh God. 
everyone listening to me. Receive fire right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. The Bible says one shall put to fly the thousand. And two, ten thousand. You begin to put the enemies to flight. You put the enemies to flight. When you... when they come in one way against you, they will flee in seven directions. That's what the Bible says about you. That's your reality. We enforce that right now. We enforce that right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we commit to advancing your kingdom. We commit to being forceful. To forcefully advancing your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name, O God. We bless your name. I want you to say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Say it like you mean it. Heavenly Father. I thank you. For your nature that is in me. I ask right now that there will be a stirring in my life, in my heart. Let your nature, your aggressive nature, your forceful nature begin to manifest in my life. In the name of Jesus, I want to advance your kingdom. I want to push back the enemy. Wherever I go, whatever it will take, let it manifest in my life. I am committed to advancing your kingdom. I am committed. To enforcing the victory of the cross. Wherever I go. The Bible says that Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. He made an open show of them. Triumphing over them in it. Right now. I enforce that. Wherever I go. I enforce the triumph of the cross in the name of Jesus. I enforce the victory of Jesus. I declare that the kingdom of God is advancing even through my life. In the name of Jesus, I commit myself to the advancement of the kingdom of God. Wherever I go, 
let your kingdom manifest in the name of Jesus. I am an ambassador, ambassador of Christ. I represent the kingdom of God on earth, wherever I go to, the government of heaven and the forces of heaven back me. The resources of heaven are made available to me. Right now in the name of Jesus, I declare that every need is met from heavenly treasuries. I place a demand for all that is necessary to advance the kingdom of God in my life. And through my life. Thank you Father. I give you praise. In Jesus name. Amen. Go and advance the kingdom. Go and be forceful. Go and advance. Hallelujah. No, no need for negotiation. In Jesus name. Amen. All right, we've come to the end of this ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.